Hey everyone, I'm your host Angelica and welcome to the Bring Back Femininity Podcast where we educate and empower women how to tap into their secret superpowers and get everything they want out of life. Thank you for listening. Hello everyone, welcome to the Bring Back Femininity Podcast. I am here, Angelica Babakov, with Michael Chula, my fiance. Hello again. Hello, I feel like we record every Sunday, it's just... It's nice because we go to church in the morning, we have the feel-good vibes, and then we record a podcast, so it's a great day so far. It is a great day. It's a really good day. <laughs> well, we uh, we saw Victor for um, lunch after after church, yeah. and we got into this big topic. What was like the main thing you were talking about with him? Well, you guys were talking about business for the most part, and then we were just talking about our podcast. I was talking about my books that I have been reading and he was very intrigued about the situation, about the topic. Why? What was he saying? I completely blanked out. I feel like I say so much and I preach so much that when I'm done preaching, I'm like, what did I just talk about? You were preaching hard. You were talking about reading books. Well, yeah. Well, the first thing that I mentioned to um, Victor is he i told him i was just like listen you can read as many books as you want you can listen to as many podcasts as you want you can scroll through all the self-help instagram pages and all that stuff but if you're actually not implementing and doing the work you're never going to see a change so it's like you guys are listening to this podcast and you guys are saying yeah it sounds great oh my god so many insights and then you know, we're going to hear, give you some tweaks and some cheat codes, but it's a, if you're actually not working on it, you're going to see no change whatsoever. And that was like the biggest thing for me when I was going through this journey is I was also mentioning about like habits. I was saying that nobody's going to change overnight. It I didn't change overnight because it took so long for me to like master this. I feel like it took like two years from the moment that I started at like 23 to now 25 to fully be like content to where I am now but in the beginning I struggled a lot because I thought this change was going to be a quick fix and I mentioned to him I was like listen for so long you have been wired a certain way how old is he um 32 yeah so he's 32 32. and it's just like he's been wired for 32 years to be a certain way and his brain has formed these pathways of like this is how i think this is how i feel that once you start implementing changes it's it feels so different it's like stepping out of your comfort zone but i told him i was like listen just like set goals for yourself if your goal is to i made it an example like to smile more and it's like for that week like just be more self-aware you know feel how you're feeling throughout the day if you're smiling at people if you're having a conversation it's like once you master that goal and that habit, move on to the next one. And it's a fun process. You don't want to change overnight. You want to, you know, you want to learn about yourself. You want to, you know, you want to tap into different feelings. And that's how I felt. It was just, it was like me versus me. I was in competition with myself. It was just like, how can I change and how fast can I do it in like the proper way? When you say that you we're working hard on this and it took two years to kind of go from in your masculine energy into your feminine energy. What was the hardest part of it? What were the things that kept bringing you back to kind of those red flags that you saw within yourself where you're like, Oh, I did it again. I'm starting back over or you thought you had made progress on, 
but hadn't made progress on? Like what 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 is what are those things? Like, you know, being in that uh you know, we talked about before the what is it called? The energy, the um boss, boss babe <laughs> the boss babe movement. You know, you talked about being in that mindset really the entire time you grew up. And I think that a lot of the women listening are in that same category. You know, they've they've um, kind of been the same way through, you know, their whole lives. And they've been kind of conditioned by society to think that way, feel that way. And now you're basically asking everybody to kind of transition into kind of a whole new mindset. And as you were going through that transition, what what were the hardest things that you had to get past? Well, I, speaking of astrology, it's just like I'm a Capricorn. So being a leader and being very independent was in my blood, I would say. And one of the, the hardest thing is when I was reading those books and I was so into my masculine energy that I was reading these books and I was just like, there's no way I'm doing this. There's no way I'm going to be saying this to him or acting a certain way. I was just like, I'm not. And I feel like all these qualities that these books have been mentioning, it's like how to be soft, how to be warm, how to be like caring and nurturing. And I was just lacking that. And those are women qualities that I should be embracing. All these qualities that you know, like even going back to like Google, like if I searched up femininity on Google, it gives me like the most vague definition ever. And just playing <laughs> toys again. Dude, come on. Every but time. It gives me like the most vague thing. So a woman that's, you know, wants to learn about femininity, she goes on Google and it says like, it's some, it's like characteristics of a woman. And that's it. Like, you know, like search it up on Google, guys. You'll see what I'm talking about. But it, there's nothing to be like, wow, I want to be a feminine woman. So the hardest part for me was nurturing all these qualities that I that I was lacking. But since I was so in my masculine energy, I saw them as weak. I saw them as subordinate. I saw them as like unpurposeful. And I was just like, there's no way I'm doing that. Like, I'm a woman. I make my own money. I'm doing my own thing. Like, like what, for example? What do you mean? Like what you're saying, like these characteristics, you know, that were difficult. You're reading the book and you're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. Like I what was are very, examples? I was very power driven. I never apologized. I always wanted you to chase me. I always um, threatened our relationship, I would say. And I would always like threaten our relationship. I'd storm out and you would never come after me. And you're just like, yo, if she wants to act that way, like let her be. But I wasn't used to that. I was used to like the man always begging for me back and me feeling that sense of like powerfulness like yeah he wants me that's back. how like, a lot of toxic relationships yeah, are like he, you know, he's that are fighting, really codependent like he's yeah. fighting for me oh like i i have him wrapped around my fingertips like you know like that's the vibe that i was on and i usually always got that you know and that's yeah. all i knew but when i was like reading these books it's like no like that you're wrong like you should not be doing that that actually makes you more repulsive to men you know that's not that's not an attractive sure. quality to have like an attractive quality is like you love your fiance you love the man that you're with you fight for the relationship you speak to him in a calm way you adjust your tone and a lot of women are just like there's no way like i go crazy and it's just like but crazy's not cute <laughs> it's not it's it's really not i thought it was like i'm gonna act, i'm gonna act crazy i'm gonna get my point across you know he's gonna listen to me and he would look at me he goes i have no idea what you just said to me 
And you would always get mad at my voice, like my tone of voice. You would be like, For adjust sure. your tone when you come to me, you speak to me in this kind of way. And it was because I was disrespectful. Like I would yell at the top of my lungs and you would look at me as like a monster. If I came to you in like a soft tone of voice and I started saying like, hey, I feel this way and all that stuff, which was very hard for me in the beginning. You were like, when we would fight, you would always be ready to go to war. But then when I kind of came to you like a little princess, you were like, oh my God, like I'm so sorry that mm. I made you feel that way. And that was like a, the biggest adjustment for me. It was just stepping out of my comfort zone to act a different way than I'm usually used to because I was so just alpha driven and to me being like okay what i'm doing was wrong and it's actually unattractive and all these books were talking about the right way to do things i feel like me adjusting to certain things like you know realizing when i'm wrong and actually apologizing like that was a huge thing for me i never apologize i kind of just said my bad <laughs> <laughs> And for you, like you, you would apologize to me and it was just something in me that I had such a hard time doing. And there was just like so many and like you and me driving, for instance, I would always try to control where you were going, like go to this lane, go do this, oh, park in this garage and all this stuff. And you'd be like, yo, I got it. But that was because I was just trying to control the situation. I didn't let you take the lead. And now I don't say a peep. I'm like, we're going to get there when we get there. And I'm good. Like, I'm there chilling on my phone, listening to music. I don't have to be like, oh, don't watch that car. Oh, watch over this curb. Oh, park in this garage. It's like, we're going to get at the destination because Mike is going to get us to that destination. You know, like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think that some of the things you're saying are easy when you have the right person. And I think that it it's... But, but let's focus, before we get to that part, let's focus on the uh, the whole apologizing thing. Because... <laughs> that was a big one for you. That was huge. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just like the whole thing of like cleaning up your side of the street. You know, like no matter who started the argument, once the argument starts, usually there's two people to blame. Because the other person, even though they didn't start the argument, usually says something that they regret. And so ending an argument, you know, even if you weren't the one that started it, usually there's still an apology to be had. If you've noticed every time we have an argument, always at the end, now it's there's a double apology. It's like an apology from you and an apology from me or vice versa. And for the first like year of our relationship, year and a half, it would be a one-sided apology. I would apologize for my side of the street, but you wouldn't apologize for yours. I would just and take it as apology and go on with my day. <laughs> which that is was... extremely, extremely but that, frustrating. But that grew resentment. It did. It did. And I would talk to you about it because I would come to you after the fight had subsided and I would start calling you out on it and be mm -hmm. like, hey, like in the middle of fights, I'd be like, okay, so I apologize for X, Y, and Z. What do you apologize for? And there would just be silence. And so oh. I kept doing that over and over and over, trying to get you to change your perspective. And not that I always wanted to be right, because there were tons of times, and all the, I mean, a lot of times I'm wrong, uh, or I'm in a bad mood, or I'm hungry, or, you know, I'm hungry. just tired. And <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it comes from hunger. Yeah, it does. But, uh, and a lot of it just comes from being overworked, you know, working 12 hour days. I'm just exhausted. It's like, I've been on the phone all day dealing with people all day 
And at the end of the day, you know, it's just it's 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 tough sometimes. You just you, your tank's on empty. Mm-hmm. And but you see, as a woman, it's nice realizing that stuff. It's nice. It's good now that I know your triggers. It's like you work in the morning. Like I know your schedule, and I'm very self aware of your schedule, which helps me a lot because it's like okay, he woke up at like five thirty in the morning. He worked until like eight, nine o'clock. His tank's on empty. Like, am I going to start shit with him? Am I going to give him attitude? Like, if I'm, am I going to feed him? Like, uh, am I going to tell him projects to do around the house? It's like, no, because now I know better. It's like, okay, he just worked for so long. I am just trying to, I'm just going to give him peace. Like, you know, if, there was a, if there's bad news, I'm going to wait till he winds down a little bit. Or if I want something, I'll wait till he's in a good mood. But it's nice to know those things and if we're gonna go back to arguments and i feel like we always tell couples this but um what really helped us is finding out after reading books is that men are more logically driven and women are more emotionally driven so when i used to come to mike with a problem i used to be like well i think this and i think that and mike would be like well i think this and i think that and it was kind of just logic versus logic and i realized that reading my books is that i have to come to him with my emotions so if i'm having a problem with mike i go to him and i just say like hey the way you made me feel what like wasn't good like i just felt like uncomfortable or i felt very sad and mike would try to hit me with logic he would be like well you shouldn't be feeling this way because x y and z happened and it's like okay babe like I totally get it and like maybe logically like you're right but the way that i'm feeling right now i just didn't feel good so maybe if you put your logic aside and meet me where i'm feeling you'll understand where i'm coming from and 10 out of 10 times when i do that and i come to him in like my tone of voice and i come to him in that way he backs down your tone of voice even right now makes me feel bad (laughs) (laughs) and it's hypothetical and it's like wow like what did i do oh i'm sorry what can i change for you because the tone is so sweet the tone is so nice you're you're coming at me like this little baby angel and it's like (laughs) i don't you know i i don't want to hurt her you know and and you're you're being vulnerable and you're being real and you're telling me that it hurt your feelings it's like it's it's like any guy is powerless to that. If a mm-hmm. girl starts coming at you and they've got a really abrasive tone and they start coming at you very accusatory and, and it's nine times out of ten due to a feeling of lack of love. There's a lot of, you know, great books I can recommend to any men listening to this <laughs> like um, uh, The Way of the Superior Man. And it talks about that 90% of the time when your woman is mad at you, it's because she feels a lack of love. Whatever you did, whatever you said, whatever you didn't do was a lack of, she feels a lack of love. And she's taking that pain that she feels out on you. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing when you realize that as a man because you can really get past so many fights just by showing more love in that moment and knocking that wall back down. But the, the, the point I was trying to make was... My little, my little cutie pie baby angel armor. Like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to fight with me. It's like, how do you fight? It's like, I tap into my inner child. And when I tap into my inner child, Mike is not going to treat me like I'm an adult, you know? And a lot of people are going to be like, well, I don't want to act like a child. I'm not saying act like a child. I'm having, I'm saying have childlike behaviors because you're not going to, if a little kid comes up to you and he goes, I'm so sorry for her. I'm so sorry for, let's say, scribbling on the walls. Like, I, I, don't, I won't do it again. 
you're not going to look at him and be like, no, never do that again. You're going to be like, oh my God, like give me a hug. I want to just, <laughs> I just want to squeeze you. So it's true. I realized like tapping into my inner child and kind of being like, you and I are going to work this out. I don't need to accuse you. I don't need to fight with you. I don't want to yell at you. I don't want you to look at me as like a monster. So it's like coming from my place of feelings. If he really loves me or he really likes you, then he'll let go of his armor and he won't want to go to war with you. Yeah. And a lot of times, like I said, like Mike hits me with logic. And after he's done apologizing for how he made me feel, he goes, okay, but let's talk about like logically right now. Like maybe the the reason why I made you feel this way or the reason why you're probably feeling this way is like X, Y, Z. And I'd be like, yo, logically, I totally understand. It just hurt my feelings at the time. And that is it. That has solved so many problems in our relationship because I'm tapping into my feminine side and Mike is tapping to his masculine side. But also it's nice because every single person, you know, as a man or a woman, we both have masculine and feminine energies. And it's nice when we find out a balance. So Mike, he is more in his masculine energy but he can also get in tune with like his feelings of like emotion. So he understands me because if he was too masculine driven, I would say it's like very toxic masculinity because he forgets about his feelings. He forgets about his emotional side. And same with me. It's like if I was like too feminine and I was just too in my feminine energy, I probably would be so oblivious and illogical to a lot of things when Mike is talking to me. So it's nice having someone that knows how to balance the two and we can tap into each other because if Mike wants to talk to me about logic, it's like, okay, Angelica, tap into your logical side of things and speak to him in like a very logical way. And it literally always works out because if Mike comes to me with a problem, it's usually very logically based. So I have to put my feelings aside and I'd be like, logically, I was wrong. Like I, I stop. I like I'm so sorry for treating you that way it all makes sense what you're saying to me so yeah that really helped but that was like really hard in the beginning to do yeah well when it, you're fighting, it requires you to swallow your pride yeah exactly. and it's the same thing like you know you approaching me with this kind of like um really sweet tone when it's probably the last thing you wanted to do mm-hmm. right when when you're mad at me the last thing you want to do is come at your your man with like a really sweet, nice tone with baby angel voice, we'll call it, right? <laughs> and in the same regard, the last thing I want to do when you're pissing me off is come to you and embrace you with more love when you're giving me attitude. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's a requirement, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and it's it's discussed biblically, mm-hmm. you know, that it's a requirement and uh, whether what your beliefs are d- doesn't matter, but it's just like it it really, it really is true. If you come at me, and show me that that innocent, vulnerable side of you when I am on edge or I have just... And also, women that, that are listening, the more successful of a man you want, the more, more than likely masculine they're going to be. Because in order to compete in the workplace, to build big companies, to have a lot of employees and, and these things, right? And, and I do have a lot of these things. This is like coming out of that for 12 hours a day and then going back to i'm in i'm in you know uh web conference to web conference to decision to decision to problem to problem to problem for 12 hours straight and i get 150 emails and hundreds of slack messages and i'm just swamped and then right when i get done 
the tank is on empty and the only thing I want to do is I want my woman to tell me that you know I'm her hero <laughs> and that she's got food for me waiting she's going to rub my back and tell me everything's going to be okay because of how you know how hard the day was and just be there for me the last thing I want is for her to be coming at me with some like crazy tone because then what's going to happen and you know this I end up treating you like an employee mm-hmm. because I'm I'm so in that mode already from just telling people what to do all day that when I end work, I'm then telling you what to do or I'm being insensitive to your needs and and that's not good either. Mm-hmm. But the thing that always diffuses me is you being that vulnerable, sweet self. Mm-hmm. It just, I'm powerless to it. And, and that's what so many women don't realize is that, you know, some people might look at femininity as being weak and it's so funny because that's what I mentioned it on the other podcast. But that's my mom was like on you about, you know, you shouldn't let him make decisions for you and this and that. And it's just like, I don't. You, you said something I, funny, though. You said I said I wear the pants, but you pick them out. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's funny in a sense because I ultimately am the final decision maker. Yeah. But that said, your emotion and your love and your tone and and it's like you get the world. You know what? Do you not get everything that you want? Yes. <laughs> and it's because of the way you are. Yeah. Like really successful men can have whoever they want. And really beautiful women can have whoever they want. So knowing that, how do you set yourself apart from everybody else? And as a woman, I really believe if you want to be with a successful man, you want to be with a man that's a good provider, you want to be with a masculine man and just be able to live in your feminine true self, you have to let him be the man. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to be the vulnerable one. You have to be the one in a sense to back down and, and, and de-escalate situations, not be the person to escalate. Because as men, we want to fight, especially mm-hmm. masculine men. We will go to war if we have to. Well, and, it's because and, you guys are super power driven. Right. And we want you guys to be the ones to, oh, hold on. You know, everything's going to be okay. You know, like rub my back and be like, hey, it's all okay. And and when when you started doing that, because what would happen is in the beginning of the relationship, I'm always been the same way, you know, as far as just hyper, I guess, masculine and, 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 and all that. So you would just meet me with that same energy and it would just create a fire and it was not a good fire but you know what it was too it's you know when i was talking to your mom about men making the final decision and she was kind of just like well what do you mean he makes the final decision i'm just like yeah like i'm totally okay with that because if i come to mike and i say i want this and i want that is what is he gonna do he's gonna rebel against me because he feels like i'm taking his authority away so there's another way to come at like men when you want something, you know, it's making them feel like a man. It's just like, hey, baby, I know you worked so hard all day and thank you so much for doing that. But can you please take out the garbage? I would really like to cook for you and make a meal. He'd be like, yeah, no problem. Give me one second. Yeah, and versus it'd be, take out the trash. It would be like you forgot to take out the trash. And a lot of women can be like, I can never do that. And just like do it to your man and try and you'll get up in a heartbeat and do it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm totally, and that was a major change for me too. It's like switching my tone. But I realized that like the more I adjusted myself and it's, it's kind of like a sense of like health, 
not health i don't know healthy manipulation but it's like both parties win it is you know it, it I, is it's and, healthy manipulation it and, is and it's like if you want your man to do stuff for you praise him you know even for like the small things and people are just like oh so when he comes home or he works in the office where he works from home but I used to, when he would come back, when he would come back, why do I keep thinking you're going to the office when your office is here? But when he would come to the living room and I would be in the living room and this is when I was like struggling with my journey is I would get a lack of love because he would be just working all day. He would be working all day. So from the morning until like seven, eight, I wouldn't see him and he was hyper-focused and he was just like not giving me attention and he would come into the living room and I would just give him a dirty look. Remember that? I would just give you a dirty look and I would just wait till you gave me love. And I would just be very cold because I wanted you to come on to me and all that stuff. But you just worked a 12 hour day and you're just like, what's wrong with you? And it's just like day day in and day out. I was just like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? But then like from my books, it's just like if you want your man to love hanging out with you after work, you got to give him a safe place to do so. If your man is at the office and he's working all day and then he comes at home and let's say you guys have kids and kids are screaming and you're telling him, oh, go to go pick up this and go do that. And you're fighting with him and you're giving him projects to do. Guess what? He's not going to want to come home. <laughs> he's going to want to chill at the office extra hours or he's going to want to go to the bar after. Or he's going to want to go hang out with his friends. But you have a man that comes home from work and you give him a hug and you give him a kiss and you say thank you for working so hard all day what can i do for you and all that stuff he's gonna love coming back he's gonna be like yo let me come back an hour early so i can get this treatment and it's like yeah when mike works all day and i see that he's stressed yeah i'll give him a back rub i'll tell him that he's amazing like i'll say all these things because she really does because it's so true and guess what i treat Mike like a king and guess what happens I get treated like a queen you know I feel like I feel like men and women we can put each other on pedestals and that's what I have learned to do and I struggled in the beginning because I just thought like I'm the queen they're whatever you know and that wasn't the way to do it because it's like a it's a transaction it's how do I make a man feel and how does he make me feel and We've been reading this great book, which we have to keep on reading. It's called Love and Respect. And, you know, women, we want love and we want our mans to adore us. But the way that we can show that we love our men is not from saying I love you. It's by showing them the respect that they want, that admiration that they want, because that's what they really want. That's how you can tell a man. You, I go to, ever since reading that book, like I do say I love you to Mike, but... A lot of times when he says, I love you, I go, I respect you so much. And like, <laughs> and this feeling, like he gets a smile on his face um, because, yeah, hell yeah, I do. Because it's like, I respect him so much. And men want to be respected, whether they're at home, they want to have authority, they want to feel like We're, the man. Men are so easy. Listen, like, all we got to be told, are, all we got to be told is that we're your hero. That we, that we believe that you believe that we are the best guy you could have ever gotten, that we are your hero, that uh, honestly, if you just told me how hard of a worker I was every day, that I'm the hardest worker you know, that that turns me on. Like, <laughs> I really think that's sexy. Like, oh, really? You, that's what you think? Yeah. Because I don't, you know, I, I don't really need much more than that. I just, I, I just want to know that I'm a great provider 
and that you feel you feel safe around me that I can protect you mm-hmm. at, at my core that's all I need to know and and if and if um, and that you respect me you know and that yeah you, you you're just there to take care of me yeah and it's so funny because the like as a man when you make when you make us feel like men all we want to do is spoil you guys like truly it really does work that way because it's it's just built into our dna that we want to be providers Mm -hmm. so let us provide Mm -hmm. let us feel that role because we can you know we can really um shine and, and and you know it's just funny so when we talk about the i wear the pants but you know uh, I picked them out. But you picked them out. It's it's in the sense that you picking them out means that... I make you feel you like it's to, actually your decision, but it's mine. Well, no, that's not... I mean, in a sense... Because I, you the take end of the my day, feelings into consideration and you respect me because I came to you in a certain way. Right. It's It's our decision. It's our decision because I'm taking into account your feelings... But at the end of the day, I'm going to make the best logical choice for us to keep us safe mm-hmm. and to keep us and to keep us protected. Like that—that's really what it comes down to. When I make decisions, it's like, what's the safest option? What's the option that's going to be the best for us spiritually, the best for us emotionally, long term? And you know, there's just there's a lot that goes into that. And I think that in order for a woman to be able to give up the um, the control and to be able to really allow for you know, somebody to um, do that for them, they really need to build a lot of trust. So what for you was the, I guess, the thing that made this switch go in your head where you're like, okay, I can trust Mike to make these decisions. Because I think there's a lot of women where they're like, yeah, this is all great in theory, but I've never (laughs) met a guy that I can fully trust where I can just be like not controlling him and not doing that. What would you say to that? What I would say to that is, have you ever give the man like a chance? Like... You know, all the like we have all these women that are saying like, well, I'm with a man and I have to fill in the man role because he's not man enough. And it's like, well, have you ever given given him the chance to fill that man role? Because a lot of the times when Mike, you know, in the beginning, I would test him like I I would want to do things my way and I would make these tweaks where it's just like, you know what? Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. This time I'm going to see what he's what he can prove to me. And I'm telling you he steps up. Like it's just giving a man the chance to step up and if you like there's like so many there's not so many that I can think of at the top of my head, but cuz you were so great, you know, like you you made me step into my femininity where sometimes where it's like the other way around where a woman needs um, to step into her femininity in order for a man to step into his masculinity. Yeah, because it goes like, both ways. Yeah, because like you said, when you were like, um, when you were in California and you were just a bu- with like a bunch of like, just like masculine energy women like around there, mm-hmm. that you had to go to Colombia in order to feel this like um, sensation, like this unlock like a whole new thing that just you didn't even know. Just being appreciated for being a man. Yeah. Just simply, just so, like, you know, oh, yeah, like it's just implied. Like you're gonna pay for dinner. You're gonna be the one to uh, get the Uber there and back. You're gonna be the one to open the car door. It's just like it's implied. But I feel and, like in and, the Western and that's lost here. I feel like in the Western world where people are struggling, women are not making it any, any more, um, any more easier because it's like the man will give you the bare minimum unless you ask for more. 
That's what it is. It's like right now with finding unicorns like you are over there. But right now I'll it's like, it. <laughs> what was I saying? But it's like women are overcompensating for men. It's like they want to pay half the bill, you know, where, you know, if you're struggling and it's like, it's like you should always go. And I'm not saying this in a rude way, but like you should always go to a date thinking that the man is going to pay, you know, and if the man does pay, don't just be like, yeah, it's expected. Just be like, wow, like, thank you so much for paying for dinner. Like that really made me feel good. You know, that made me feel more of a woman. And that little tweak that you can say is just like, wow, like, that's amazing. No girl has ever said that to me, you know? Yeah. Or I know that some people, like, you were always great with, like, opening the car doors and all that stuff. And you would get mad at me. But from the books and the, from everything that I've been reading, it's like, stand in front of the door. Don't open it. Just stand in front of the door and see what he does. Yeah. And when he opens the door for you, you could just say, wow, thank you so much for opening the door for me. That made me feel so good. Like, boost his ego into doing more things for you if you want to be treated a certain way don't over don't compensate for his lack of masculinity well that's the thing is a lot of girls would be like oh well i can open up my own car door i can pay my own half of the bill it's like that's not the point you're missing the point you're missing the whole point that's you're, not you're, the point you're, you're actually not, taking away from the man's you're masculinity em, you're not empowering him exactly and you have to empower men if you want them to be masculine you have to let them be the man and you have to be the woman just there's there's like no other way to say it mm -hmm. you know you just have to let us provide you have to let us feel like we're protecting you you have to let us open the door let us pay and if you're not with a guy like that and you want a really masculine man you're with the wrong guy well a you're lot not of, with the right guy well a lot of because it makes me mad when you open up your car yeah. door it it it's like if you pull out your your card which you never have like you know because you just know <laughs> but it's like if you pulled out your card i would look at you like you're an idiot like you're not gonna pay for this i yeah. got this i work my ass off to make sure that you never have to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. And and I think that, you know, there's a lot of girls, I, I know for a fact, there's a lot of girls out there that are just saying, okay, well, meeting a guy like that is very hard. And I would have to say that you're probably right, just like it's really hard to meet feminine women. But here's what happens, is if you start putting yourself in that energy now, you will attract that person. Mm -hmm. Because you will always find your complimentary counterpart in this world based on the energy that you're putting out there. Factual. So if you're putting out super feminine energy and you focus on being your best, most feminine self, you are going to meet some ultra-masculine dude who's going to be opening up your car door. He's going to be paying for all your meals. So you have to get it out of your head right first and foremost that there are no longer guys out there that meet this criteria. They're out there. There's more of me out there. I know buddies who are like me They're that just are searching for a, for a feminine yeah. woman. And I know them because I, I just, I know them. So it's like, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely, they're out there. But I, I see one of the biggest mistakes women and men make when I saw an, a, a buddy of mine recently. He was like, all the girls in Miami are shit. You know, they're all, they're all want money. They all want this. They all want that. And I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> keep t keep saying that, and that's what you're going to keep getting. You know, you have to first believe that the type of person you want is out there, and then you have to become the female or the male version of it. Mm -hmm. So, well, that goes back to also when I made an Instagram post where it's like, you want love for a man, but you can't stop bashing them. 
And it's just like, you're there saying men ain't shit. Good. Men are, men are this, men are that. And it's like, okay, well keep, like you said, keep saying that and you'll never find one. If you say men are providers, men are protectors, men are uh, like, you know, men are great men, what they do for, you know, building houses and all that stuff. That's amazing. You start appreciating them. You're going to start getting more high quality men because the more toxic, the more toxic thoughts that you have, the more you, the more you're going to be drawn to toxic men right yeah no i i agree and so i was talking to a buddy and we were at lunch a couple weeks ago which one okay no yeah (laughs) so he was saying this and he was just saying all these negative things about these girls and i said man you know you you keep you keep saying that that's what you're going to keep getting Mm -hmm. and i said write down everything that you want in a counterpart every single thing that would you know the dream dream girl for you and uh, her, to her looks, to her height, to her hair color, to what does she believe in? Is she close with her family? How often does she work out? What are her interests? Is she funny? Is she not? Is she intellectual? Is she not? What do you really care about? And I want you to write it down on a piece of paper and be really, really thorough. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I did. I wrote down every single thing. I think there's like 40 things that I had written down. To the height, to the weight. To the, the hair interest, color. the hair color. I was very, very specific about what I wanted. And not just the outside stuff, but the inside stuff. Loves God, funny, um, you know, reads, uh, is uh, close with her family, um, knows how to uh, argue like an adult. Uh, there, there, was a, there was a good amount that I had written down. but And then what I decided for myself is that unless a girl met this criteria, I was not going to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. And... And by making that change, I met you within about three months. Mm-hmm. So I went on a handful of dates leading up to meeting you. And one of the big things that helped me, as you had mentioned on the other podcast, was I had not drank in a while. And it had been about six months that I had stopped drinking because drinking just lowers your inhibitions. So, I mean, it just, it's not a good idea if and you, you really want to stay strong. Yeah, if you want to stay strong in, in this type of mindset. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to drink. And I'm going to write down every single thing that I want. And then I'm going to go on a date. And if she's not everything that I wrote down, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to text her and say, Hey, it was really nice meeting you. Um, unfortunately I just didn't feel a connection. Um, but I, I, you know, I wish you the best and, and I really appreciate your time. The text messages I got back from those girls was like, they were minds blown. They had never had a guy have enough respect for them. Because they were just ghosts. To be able to to, to to fuck them on the first date, right? And then ghost them. Language or, on this podcast. <laughs> and or um, go on a couple dates and not be into it and just ghost them. But to just be going on a date or two and then just say, hey, honestly, you're a great person, but I just don't feel a connection with you. I'm so sorry, this and that. The girls were so nice about it because it was just like nobody does that. But by doing that, by making a, a decision to myself that I'm not going to leave anybody worse off than how I found them and making that change within myself, you know, I met you within a few months. And, and what I what you have to do when you make this list, and I, I really recommend everybody, if you don't have your list after this podcast, to write down your list. Be very specific about every single thing down, that you want. And write down your non-negotiables. Like, you know, the, even like the hair color, the eye color. If it's not like, let's say, blonde and blue eyes, but let's say he has brunette hair and hazel eyes like that can be that can be a negotiable here's how it works the outside stuff is negotiable yeah inside stuff is not yes so 
your inside stuff has to be non-negotiable. But the outs, because look, looks are going to fade. You know, we're both going to be ugly one day. No, no I'm way. I'm going to stay no, pretty. No, no way I'm around joking. it. Unless you get a lot of plastic surgery as we get older. But, you know, whatever. So it's, you have to be, the, the inside stuff has to be the non-negotiable. But what happens is when you guys write out your list after this podcast, if you don't already have it, then you have to look at that and say, what am I not? Because mm-hmm. I had written down on the list, you know, uh, what was one of them? Works out every day. And at the time, I don't think I was working out every day. And I'm like, so wait a minute. I want to meet a girl that works out every day, but I don't work out every day. How's that going to work? Mm-hmm. So then I started to work on that. There were there were other ones, but just, just keep in mind that whatever you write on that list, if that's what you want, then that's what you have to become. You have to become the male version of that. I wrote down I wanted a really feminine woman. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to become a really masculine man. And that's basically saying that if you want a very masculine man, you girls have to be a very feminine woman. And guess who the most successful people are? They're extremely masculine. (laughs) (laughs) And guess the girls who get everything they want. Because even even women, most women in the workforce, because I know women might listen to that and be like, well, there's a lot of successful women. It's like, yeah, you're right, but they've also brought on a lot of male care, a lot of masculine characteristics to get where they've gotten. They've become very much like a man in the sense that they're power hungry, that they're competitive, that they are very, very focused, that they're interested in providing and, and you know, leading. I mean, that those, you know, some of those things I just mentioned are, are male dominant, masculine yeah. dominant traits. Doesn't mean women can't have them. It just means that that is operating in masculine uh, energy. And it's like, again, that if you want to have a more masculine man in your life, so it's like you can have all those masculine traits when you're in the work field or if you're the CEO of a large company. But deep down inside, if you want to find a relationship with a masculine man, you got to switch to your feminine energy and you got to find these certain tools like. I know that some people say like take a bath after work like you know read some books do some painting do a pottery class like listen to music bake cook like tap into your feminine energy so you can become a feminine woman to the masculine man that you want to attract and going back to what you said about like um about you going on dates and then you having this like list and if this girl didn't meet certain requirements to this list you weren't going to be with them right And I feel like women need to do the exact same thing. And that's what I say when I say like have standards and have boundaries because boundaries are so important to have. I remember when Steve Harvey was talking in one of his, um, I don't know, one of his like talk show hosts and all that stuff. And he was talking about like a fence. He goes, if you make your fence, so your fence is going to be your boundaries fence. If you make your fence very, very small or very short, You're going to have men that basically climb over your fence. They're going to play in the grass. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to climb back over. But you have your boundaries fence very high and they have to meet these certain requirements and they have to, you know, put in the effort and really get to know you. They're going to have a long time climbing over that fence. And Mm -hmm. once they do climb over that fence and men love the chase and love the hunt, they respect you more for that. So once they climb over that fence and they play in the grass or whatever, they're not going to want to go back because it took so long for them to climb over that fence in the first place. But some of you women have boundaries that it's like, you guys are like the bare minimum. It's like, oh my God, I went he took me to his house. I met his dog or he sent me a good morning text. It's like, 
girl like that's the bare minimum yeah like you know like what is he like is he getting to know you are you guys asking the right questions like is he just trying to sleep with you and you know i would say that you i know a lot of women that you know they feel like they have to sleep with a man in order for the man to love them and it's like that's not the way how long did you make me wait i think i made you wait like six weeks right six weeks i thought it was yeah maybe a little bit longer but i but i was but that was it got expedited because we started traveling together but i feel like it would have gone on longer if we kept just going on dates Mm -hmm. but it's if women don't know this they need to hear it now you should never sleep with a man like before a first month minimum yeah it's because because it takes time for us men to build that love in the way that you have it like in the way that a woman does that like emotional connection that you guys want like you might think it's there but it's not truly there for us it because you're just you're just we're we're, we're doing a show in order to get into your pants well you know what it is also is that i feel like women and men they see sex differently so men they can sleep around with a bunch of women and not have any emotional connection. Right. But a woman, guys, is if a woman sleeps with a man, she instantly has this emotional connection that if he doesn't call her the next day, she's depressed, she's in her thoughts, she's messaging all her girlfriends, being like, is he going to call, is he this? He's going to work the next day and he's fist pumping all his freaking buddies and be like, yo, I'm the man, I slept with her. But you're there because he took a piece of you. You know, and you don't want that. Like you are a woman, you're sacred. Your body is like a temple and you have to keep that for a man that actually wants to commit to you. And I remember like, listen, like Mike, he was just, I wasn't sleeping with him and we were on vacation. I still wasn't sleeping with him and he would get, he would get furious with me, but I would be like, Hey, I'm going to sleep with you when I have the emotional connection with you that i want like that i know that you're not gonna leave that i know you're in this so i made him six weeks and in that six weeks and in that six weeks mike really got to know me he got we asked we got into deep conversation we realized that we shared same visions interests like what we believe in all that stuff and that unlocked a different door for mike that unlocked like another place in his heart where it's like, I don't want to just sleep with her. I actually like her. I want to get to know her. So when the sex came, it was something completely different because Mike had that emotional connection with me and I had it with him rather than it just being one-sided. So it was just like, I know so many women that it's like, oh, like we're going to his house and I slept over and all that stuff. It's like, no, go home. You're already fucking up. Yeah, go on a date and go home. Let him respect you. Build those boundaries so he knows that you're not a woman to play with and that you're not just going to sleep with him. And guess what? If you are going... What are you? I'm just laughing because I think there's probably a lot of guys that are like, yo, fuck this guy. But it's like, you know what, man? You'll be thanking me later when you're in a relationship where you actually love and respect the woman. Because the women are not even giving the men the chance to respect them. Like, you're not even giving us the chance and that's because what... you're making it way too easy. I'm not saying I'm not saying play games. You don't have to play games. Like, you can be real. You can tell them what you're, what, what, exactly what we're talking about. Be like, hey, I want to give this time. I want to see if this turns into something. I don't want to do that too soon because I want you to respect me. I want you to, I want there to be, like, a real connection here before we do anything like that. And that takes time. Any guy that really is into you, 
they're going to stay. Trust me, they're going to stay because you're going to be setting yourself apart so much from anyone they've ever met. So when she did that to me, listen, like I'm no simp. I was, I was, had my fun. I went out. I had a lot of fun. And there were no girls like her where she was like, no, I'm not going to do this because I had everything. I was the full, complete package. Good looking guy, money, successful, traveled social media, whatever. Everything was on point. There wasn't one thing I was missing. So every girl came easy. But when I met Ange and she was saying, nope, nope, nope. I tried and I tried and I tried. And she said, no, 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 no. Do you know how much more I wanted this girl? Do you know how much more? Just because of the pure hunter in me, I'm like, oh, this girl thinks she's going to turn me down? She'd better watch and see. <laughs> and what happened was, as a guy that went from relationship to relationship to relationship, she took more or less a fuckboy and turned me in to a true man because she made me wait. She made me court her. She made me wow her. And by having those expectations of herself and those standards within herself, it forced me to become a good man. So you need to really sit back and think, if you're one of the women listening to this, are you doing what you should be doing in order to get the high quality man that you deserve? Mm -hmm. Are you setting the proper boundaries in place? Because ultimately, I was not a good guy before I met Ange. I turned into one because of the way that she made me, really. Mm -hmm. And, and then once we were together for those six weeks and then it happened or whatever it was or two months, it's like I was too invested by then. I had already I had already been thought about her too much, put too much effort to her. I was talking to all my buddies about, yo, this girl, you know, she still hasn't slept with me. And my friends were like, get out, get out. She's playing like it's never going to happen. She's playing games with you. And it's like, no, I, I don't think she is. I mean, she's being real with me. She tells me it's going to happen, but she just wants to wait and be ready and and another thing is, do you think when I slept with her finally that I was high-fiving all my buddies? Fuck no. I wasn't high-fiving my buddies because I respected her by then. I loved her by then. I wasn't going to be going around high-fiving my buddies or texting them and saying, oh, I just, I got some pussy. It's like, that's, but that's what those guys are doing that you give it to on the first, second, or third date. I guarantee you that's what mm -hmm. they're saying. Oh, got another one. <laughs> and it's like, pass her on to like my bros. And it's like, right. that's how scary society is. And if we actually think back on it, I feel like, and it's not to say this in a bad way but i feel like women need it's i say this with all due respect but it's like women are the problem because men will give you the bare minimum and women accept the bare minimum because we just that's what we accept and it's just like a man is not going to treat you any different than from what how you treat yourself in life so, you get what you tolerate so it's yeah exactly so it's like you as a woman treat yourself in a high regard you are a quality high value woman i'm telling you either a man is going to respect it love you court you and care for you or he's going to leave and go to someone easier and if that guy goes to someone easier no matter how if he's successful or good looking or great and all that stuff, it's just like he wasn't the man for you. That's right. Because the man for you will wait. He will fight for you. He will stay there. He will court you. He will treat you as like treating his like soon to be wife. And that's how you want to feel. So I feel woman as a society is we need to change. We have to stop accepting the bare minimum and we have to start accepting more from men. 
Because like I said, if you accept the bare minimum, it's going to be easy for a man to be like, yo, it's just the bare minimum. It's a couple of text messages here and there, a couple of good mornings. And I just say, hey, are you busy at night? And she comes over and we have our little thing. And she goes and leaves in the morning and I have to do nothing for her. He's probably talking to a shit ton of other girls and doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you need to be the woman that stands out. You need to be the woman that holds her body in like a sacred temple. And it's just like, I'm not giving my body to anybody that does not deserve it, that does not court me, that does not even take me out for like nice dinners. Like I know so many guys that are just like, hey, do you want to just come over and chill and watch a movie? It's like, no, thank you. Maybe you can plan a date and let me know what time and blah, 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 blah. And a lot of women, they get stuck planning the dates. I remember when you wanted to take me out, I never planned a date. Mike just told me what time to be ready, where we're going, and that's it. He took the leadership role. But a lot of women, a man goes, well, what do you want to do? And she goes, well, I want to do this. I'm going to book this. And it's like, no, you have to let the man think. You have to make the man work. Let him use his brain in order. How do I get this girl? Stop doing his job for him. It's not going to work out. He's just going to... There's this thing called like the the Peter Pan boy, you know, where he's just like not doing anything. He's just accepting what the woman gives and he's just a taker. He just takes and takes and takes from the woman because if the woman's giving him everything. He doesn't have to work for anything. Preach it. <laughs> Preach it. Yeah, like I'm getting... And I've seen a lot of women that are, you know, talking about like femininity and they say the same thing and it sucks that... I have to say that women are the problem because I get it. Men are the problem too. But I'm going to, it's like kind of, (laughs) is this a bad analogy where it's like, it's kind of like the government, you know, they're going to see how much control they have over the citizens. And if the citizens keep giving the government control, they're just going to keep taking and taking until the citizens start a revolution. And they're like, I can't, we're not doing this anymore. You're not brainwashing us anymore. We need more. And that's where, you know, that's where everything stops. So I feel like as women is we are the ones that just say, no, it's not happening. And we are the ones that have to set these standards and requirements for men to reach us. Yeah. (laughs) Just so good. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like I really had like this preacher moment because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm upset, you know, like I, I agree. I also I see it I see it with my boys too you know I, with my with my friends that are single I see what they are allowing of these women to do and it's like I you know I was watching something it was talking about I hate to say it but it was Andrew Tate and he was talking about I know everyone hates him but um, he said he said a great thing and he was talking about how um, you know these women that you meet especially in Miami uh, when you're single and, and you meet these women that are going on boats and there's Tons of guys with money here, so you can go on a yacht whenever you want. If you're a good-looking girl, you can get invited out. And it's like, it's impossible to compete with that kind of stuff, you know, as a, as a man. And so he was, you know, uh, one of my buddies was talking to me. He's like, you know, but I want to be a cool guy. You know, I, I want to let her do all that, and I don't want to give her a hard time about it. And, you know, she can go out on the boat with her, her you know, these guys. And this. I'm like, what? I'm like, absolutely fucking not. I'm like, are you out of your mind? I would never allow that. Mike he's said like, the well, only three people that are men that I'm allowed to have in my life is my father and my two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I got my eye on everybody else. So it's 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 really it's really uh, 
as a man, you have to set that standard too because some men will be like, well, I don't want her to think I'm controlling and because that's what women have led you to believe. So anyway, the point Andrew Tate made was, you know, these women that are essentially saying, oh, you're being controlling this and that. It's like, no, it's because they want to go and act like a hoe. They want to go out on the boat with all the guys. They want to go do all that. And you're allowing it. And if you as a man are saying, no, I don't allow that. They're saying, oh, you're controlling. It's like, no, I have standards just like a woman has standards. Like you're not going to sleep with him for the first month at least. Make him court you. Make him earn that, right? Same thing as a man. You shouldn't be with a woman that's going off and hanging out with other guys and talking to other guys and, you know, has all these guy friends. It's like absolutely not. And the way I learned that even before any social media, anything like that, I look at my parents who've been together for 40 years. I don't see my dad does not have any women friends. And my mom doesn't have any guy friends. And a lot of people are just like, wow, like I can never be in a relationship like that. And it's just like, okay, well, go try it. You know, like, <laughs> like I have like realized now being in a healthy relationship that it's just like, listen, there's, there's no such thing as, as a, as Mike having a girlfriend that are, they are friends. Like there's no way. And there's no way I'm having a guy friend there's this what is just like what is that saying where it's just if you and i are fighting and let's say i go to my guy friend and it's just like a shoulder to cry on is a because, dick to ride on shoulder to cry on is but a that's, dick to ride on. but that's like that's like really that's like heavy hundred but just how just how a woman should be courted like we were saying and how a woman shouldn't sleep with a man you know, I say actually three months. You know, that's what people say. They say three months, and you she should only she couldn't resist. And though, you should o- and you should only sleep with someone that wants to be committed to you. No casual, no. Let's see where things go, or oh, I don't know what the future holds. It's like no. Are we going to be together, or are we not? Because if you're not serious about me, you're not getting my body, and it's just like, sorry, on to the next one. You know, in the yeah. most respectful way possible. Okay, so this is what we're turning into like we're, an hour. We're almost now. at an hour, yeah. Okay, and one thing I want to say is I just want to say from our previous episode, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Like you guys are some of the coolest people ever, and I know I should have said this in the beginning of beginning of the podcast, but I get a little nervous, you know. So I'm saying this at the end, but I just want to say thank you for everybody who listened to the podcast. Thank you to everybody who gave who messaged me with positive feedback. Thank you to everybody who posted on their Instagram page about it. And just thank you to everybody who follows the Bring Back Femininity page. Like after posting that first podcast, I was on a life high because of you guys. And I just feel so honored, blessed and grateful. And it just motivated to keep going. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know Mike feels the same way. Yeah. No, it was really cool to see. Yeah. And love the positive feedback. And look, we're, we're just showing up, just trying to be real. We're not trying to be anybody that we're not. We're just trying to tell you what's on our mind. No filter. Just, you know, we, we, we don't even show up with notes. You know, we, 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 we're actually going to try and be like, hey, let's write down a few bullet points. But I just keep telling Ange, I'm like, you know what? Let's just show up there and just be real. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever comes out, comes out, you know, and that's, that's what you needed to hear today. Yeah. You know, so... I, um, I, I'm just, again, proud of you. And I think that, um, you know, I'm excited to see where this goes. Thank you. So it was nice because we're going to reshoot the shit right now. But yeah, next week's episode is going to be basically an introduction to femininity. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And until next time. All right.
Thank you for listening to the Bring Back Femininity podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and follow. And if you want more people part of this femininity journey, please share. You never know who needs to hear it. Stay tuned every Monday for a new episode. Till next time.